Church, this morning, we are going to continue with our series of uh, the, the team that we are on for the month of February, which is the team called One, right? So, uh, we remember Pastor Stephen spoke about, um, Pastor Stephen spoke about oneness, the unity that we have in, in Christ the, the first week. And last week, we spoke about the love of God and the fact that God would even stop for the one. God would, God would do whatever it is to save that one person. And this morning, we are going to be looking at the topic called One Resource, right? And, and this topic is um, in relation to the Holy Spirit, right? Our one resource that we need in this life as Christians is the Holy Spirit and the need for total reliance on the power of the Holy Spirit when it comes to fulfilling our vision and mission as a church. Amen? We have been looking at this series uh, in January on, on, the, on the vision and mission, and uh, today we want to see what role the Holy Spirit plays in us fulfilling our mission, right? Now, the first point that I want us to consider is this, right? God chooses to use human vessels to accomplish His kingdom tasks. That's right. He chooses to use human vessels. You know, God has an overall blueprint for the establishment of His kingdom here on earth until Jesus comes again. So, right now, the kingdom of God is being uh, is, is being established. Even as we go and as we preach the gospel, as, as people are saved, the kingdom of God is progressing, right? But we know that when Jesus returns again, uh, that's going to be the time where the, there'll be perfect restoration of the kingdom. So the kingdom is being restored in part right now. So in this picture, God has an overall blueprint, right? A big picture, a big blueprint. Now, every one of us, as we have discussed this before, we play a very specific role in fulfilling this big plan, right? And, and it takes us stepping up to the mission that God has given us individually so that the collective large uh, mission can, can be fulfilled. So, you know, this year we looked at the topic of purpose. If you remember, we, we spoke about purpose and the need for us to find out our own purpose and to walk in it. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10, uh, it tells us that we are God's masterpieces and we are created for very, very specific good works so that we should walk in it, right? Now, I want us to uh, take a moment to reflect on the life of Apostle Paul this morning, right? And uh, we, we'll be going through a, a few scripture verses from the book of Acts. And, um, you know, recently God has led me to spend some time just going through the book of Acts again and reflecting on it. And, and as I started to read, the Holy Spirit started to give me a lot of uh, fresh revelation from, from this book. And I would encourage you to spend some time reading the book of Acts. It's a very encouraging book. It's a, it's a very uplifting book to see the work of the Holy Spirit uh, you know, as, as he partners with man in, in doing amazing things for the kingdom of God, right? So, Acts chapter 9, verses 10 to 19. And we are not going to read this long passage, but this is the passage where we know that Paul was on the road 
to, to Damascus in, uh, in, and, and then he had uh, an encounter with Jesus and he was blinded, right? And, and then he, he went to Damascus and he was waiting on the Lord for, for three days. He was, he was there. And we know that the Holy Spirit then spoke to Paul and at the same time, the Holy Spirit spoke to a man called Ananias, right? And we see here how... Um, Ananias received a revelation, an encounter, an encounter, and which where he was asked to go, and he was asked to go and uh, to to go and minister to Paul and to share the gospel with him. And we know how the story ended, right? Paul was healed from his blindness, and he received uh, he he received restoration of of his condition. At the same time, he received Jesus Christ as his savior, right? Now, when we look at this account. The question that came to me was this. You know, Jesus himself encountered uh, Saul on, on the road to Damascus. Jesus himself could have taken the time to share the gospel with him, right? Or Jesus could have sent an angel to do the job. And, and even in terms of uh, Saul's blindness, why did Jesus have to get Ananias to come to heal him? Church, the, the reason for this is because God chooses human vessels to accomplish His kingdom tasks. And this is just the way God has designed it, right? So the Holy Spirit comes and He partners with us and empowers us and gives us uh, directions and guidance in order for us to do the things that God wants to uh, see established as part of His kingdom restoration. So are you following? And... and and this is something that I want us to be encouraged about. It's, it's an exciting privilege that we have. It's not something daunting. It's not something that we should be afraid of or we, or we should be fearful about. Okay? So, the second point for us to consider is this, right? As God's chosen vessels, we only have and need one resource in fulfilling our God-given vision and mission. That's right. As God's chosen vessels, we only have and need one resource. And we're talking about this one resource this morning. In fulfilling our God-given vision and mission. You know, John 16, 7, this is what Jesus said. Jesus said it was better for Him to go away so that the Holy Spirit would come. The Holy Spirit Himself is the only resource, brothers and sisters, that we need to, in fulfilling everything that God has called us to do. Jesus knew that. And that's the way that God has designed it, right? If you remember, um, we were once spiritually dead. Our spirits were dead, right? And it's the Spirit of God Himself who has now come and made Himself one with our spirit. And that's what we call the born-again experience, right? So, now we are spiritually alive again. And with the, the power of the Holy Spirit in us, we have every resource that we need to fulfill the mission of God in our lives. You see that in Acts chapter 1, verse 4, Jesus said, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you, sends you what? Sends you the gift He promised. The Holy Spirit is not just something for us to, to keep in the sideline. 
or an, as an afterthought, or something that we need, uh, that we go to, uh, you know, sporadically or occasionally. But the Holy Spirit is God Himself, the person of God Himself, in, in spirit form, given, given to us as the ultimate gift, as the one amazing resource that we have, living in us, breathing in us, empowering us to do the works of the kingdom of God, right? So, in, in connection with this second point, we are going to go through six sub-points, okay? From A to F, six sub-points. Now, the first one is this. Um, we want to look today, as we consider the Holy Spirit as, as our one resource, we want, we want to look at um, what are the things that the Holy Spirit does for us, right? Or how are, how, how are we blessed to have the Holy Spirit in our lives as, as our one resource? Number one, and it's a very important one, the Holy Spirit fills us with God's love for people. You know, as part of our church vision, we're talking about fulfilling the vision and mission today. As part of our church vision, uh, we talk about being driven by God's love in reaching out to people, in making disciples, in, in reaching the lost, being driven by God's love. And we see in Galatians chapter 5 and, and verse 22, and this is a familiar passage for us, it's a Sunday school passage as well, right? It speaks about the fruit of the Spirit. And this is what it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And brothers and sisters, this first point of God Himself filling us with His love and the Holy Spirit pouring out the love of God in our hearts is something that we need to hold on to and we need to press into because without the love of God, we will never be able to fulfill the vision and mission that God has given us. It was because of His love that God sent Jesus into this world to die for us. It was because of His love that Jesus was willing to give up heaven and, and to obey God and, and to do the things which, which He did and to completely surrender His life. It was because of love that Jesus took on Himself the shame leading up to the cross, the rejection the abandonment, taking on Himself your punishment and my punishment for our sins. And it's the same love that needs to drive us. And we need this one resource, the Holy Spirit, who fills us with the, with the love of God. We see throughout the, the, the Gospels that Jesus Himself was driven by love and compassion whenever He reached out to the lost. Whenever he reached out to those who, who were sick and those who were demonized, it was because he was driven by love and compassion. So today, the challenge to us is this. Have we encountered this deep love of God to a point where we can say that the love of God has taken over me? And that's what my prayer is for myself and for all of us, church, that we would not settle for anything less, that we would continue to press in daily and ask God to fill us daily with His love. The second one is this. Let's go to point number B. Point B. The Holy Spirit empowers us 
with boldness amidst adversity to press on. That's right. With boldness amidst adversity to press on. You know, the, the tasks which God has given us, has given you, has given me, it's going to bring about many trials and difficulties. As I was reading the book of Acts, again it reminded me of the adversity and trials that come with us fully laying down our lives. As I see the life of Paul, as I see the life of the other apostles, there will be trials, there will be adversities, there will be things which push us to a corner where uh, perhaps sometimes fear comes into our lives. And we, we see the early church as well. As they were pushed to a corner with intense persecution, they didn't give up because they knew that this one resource that they had was sufficient for them. An example of this is seen when we read um, Acts chapter 4, verses 29 to 31. We know, we, we know that the apostles had, had, been, uh, had been imprisoned and, and you know, they were on trial and they were threatened not to continue preaching in the name of Jesus. And then they came back, and they, in the end of Acts chapter 4, you see how they, they poured out their hearts to the disciples around them. But instead of feeling like giving up, instead of feeling like, oh, it's too difficult, instead of feeling uh, uh, cornered with fear and, and, and wanting to throw in the towel, what did they do? They cried out, to God and ask God to fill them with boldness, to fill them with boldness so that they can continue preaching amidst the persecution and the trials and the difficulties which, which, which came. And, and this is something that the church truly needs today. We see right after that, that incident in Acts chapter 4, we see how many more souls were added to the kingdom and we see how there was greater fruit in the ministry that they had. And the church today, we look around us and we see signs of persecution everywhere, even in Christian nations today. America is shutting down anything Christian. They're coming after the Christians. They're coming after the churches. We see this in Australia. We see this in Europe. And church is just going to, as we, as we are in the end times, this is going to be increasing. Because the devil, just as much as we are on an agenda to, to further the kingdom of God, the devil is on an agenda to put a stop to it. And he will do whatever it takes. So perhaps this morning, you are someone who has been facing intense challenges, struggles, trials and persecution. As you try to pursue the mission which God has given you in your life. You know, have you perhaps chosen to take a step back and, and, and you say that it's too difficult and you've allowed fear to come in. I want you to know this, that God wants to give you, He wants to give me His boldness and power to overcome. You and I, we are overcomers in Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Would you believe that today? With the power of the Holy Spirit, you can ask for boldness and you can overcome anything, whatever the trial, whatever the persecution, whatever the challenge, Know this, child of God, you and I, we are an overcomer in Christ Jesus. Declare it where you are right now. Shout it out where you are right now. You are an overcomer. Just say to Jesus, I am an overcomer in you, Jesus. And no weapon formed against us will remain as we choose to partner with the Holy Spirit 
and allow Him to empower us with this boldness. The third thing is this. The Holy Spirit empowers us with spiritual gifts to fulfill our God-given mission. You know, our, our mission statement um, speaks about training, and this is the mission statement, not the vision statement, okay? So if you have seen the vision statement at the back of the church, we have a mission statement as well. And our mission statement speaks about training and equipping people and making disciples of communities and nations. And then it says, through the demonstration of the power of the gospel, right? And, and in part of the training and equipping, we see how that the Holy Spirit, um, referring to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12, right? We see how the Holy Spirit gives us certain gifts. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and the teachers. And their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church, the body of Christ. And so going back to the mission statement which says, um, you know, uh, uh, speaks about training and equipping people to make disciples, the Holy Spirit is our one resource who gives us the gifts needed in the body of Christ in order to see this happen, right? And so in this day and time, God is still wanting to raise up the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and, and the teachers. And many of you are these people. And today, as you position yourself, as you start to, to seek God, God is going to reveal your calling and you are going to be raised up and the giftings are already given as you start to recognize it and, and you should start to partner with the Holy Spirit. He's going to show you how to move in, in your calling in being an equipper of people, right? And, and the other part of our mission statement also speaks about the fact that we, we disciple and we reach nations through the demonstration of the power of the gospel, through the demonstration of the power of the gospel. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20 says, The kingdom of God is not just a matter of talk, but power. That's right. The kingdom of God is not just a matter of talk, but power. And so the gospel isn't just meant to be preached, but it is meant to be demonstrated by the power of the Holy Spirit. Through signs, wonders, miracles, people getting healed and delivered, and people just encountering God and, and just having their lives being transformed as the Holy Spirit encounters them. And how does the Holy Spirit do that, church? He does it through you and I. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 to 11, we, we won't read it today, but you know it's a, it's a familiar passage which, which speaks about the array of the power gifts, including the gifts of healing and miracles and prophecy, etc., which, which, which are given the Bible says to build up the church and so that we can then be demonstrators of the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? Jesus himself in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, Jesus himself was anointed, the Bible says, by the Holy Spirit and he did all his miracles by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You know, he had given up his, his divinity, right, for a period. And he came as man. He's called the Son of Man. 
He was empowered by the Holy Spirit and anointed by the Holy Spirit. And all the miracles that he did was through the power of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus relied on this one resource that he had, which is the Holy Spirit, in order to do the works of God, which, which God has called him to do. So, church, the Holy Spirit is the ultimate gift. That's right. Tell if you have a neighbor next to you, tell your neighbor that the Holy Spirit is the ultimate gift, right? And as we partner with the Holy Spirit and as we build intimacy with the Holy Spirit, this one resource, all the other gifts are just going to be enabled because He brings with Him all the other gifts. And so this morning, if you seek the Holy Spirit, if you press into want to have intimacy with the Holy Spirit and you start to understand more about the Holy Spirit and build this relationship with the Holy Spirit, you will see naturally that the gifts of God start flowing in your life. The fourth point is this. Point D. The Holy Spirit confirms our calling and then commissions us. You know, you see in Acts chapter 13, verses 2 and 3, and then it's, uh, it's on the screen. It says, One day, as these men were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. And so, after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. Church, some of you may be at a loss at what God has called you to do. We have been speaking about purpose. And I know it's difficult. For me, it's been a journey as well, right? But I want you to know this. You have that one resource already in your life, the Holy Spirit, who is going to reveal God's calling and plans for your life. Sometimes we, we, we don't realize that God's divine revelation is already within us, Right? Because the Holy Spirit is the one who knows it all. He knows the beginning from the end. He's God Himself. And He lives in you and He lives in me. And so He knows God's calling over your life. He knows that you are a, you are a masterpiece of God because He, he was there when you, when you were created. He knows God's specific plan for your life because he, he, he was there when it was written down in your book in heaven what God's purposes were for your life. And so... Spend time, let us spend time seeking God this season, knowing that just as much as we, we, we saw the words just now and we saw how the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, he, he confirmed the calling of, of, the apostle, of the Apostle Paul and Barnabas and then they were sent out on their first missionary journey. He's going to do likewise for us as we understand that He is here to partner us he is here to show us the way. He is here to give us directions. He is here to, uh, to give us clarity on, on, on which road to take. So whatever crossroads you are at, whatever confusion you're going through, today, God wants to remove that confusion. He wants you to have clarity of your purpose and mission. And as you choose to just align your heart with, with the Holy Spirit and you start to tune in your ear and listen, the revelation is going to come. Believe me, it will come. And, and God is going to commission you. He's going to show you the way and you're going to be used greatly by Him. Amen? The fifth thing is this. The Holy Spirit gives us 
divine strategies and directions for victory and breakthrough. And again, in the book of Acts, right, and uh, when you have time, go back and read Acts chapter 16, and you will see that, you know, Paul had, and uh, Barnabas, they were already gone for for the missionary journey, and, and here, they wanted to go into the province of Asia. And we see that, that Paul was prevented by going into Asia by the Holy Spirit a number of times. And we read uh, in, in verses 6 to 10, as you read that passage, you will see how instead the Holy Spirit gave them revelation through a vision that they needed to go to Macedonia instead. And we know that when they went there, many souls were saved and, and many miracles happened and breakthroughs happened and lives were transformed. And when we do ministry around us, you know, I'm involved in the, in the deliverance ministry, and very often uh, we need to rely on revelation from the Holy Spirit, strategies from the Holy Spirit. When we are counseling someone and we are trying to do deliverance, uh, sometimes we don't get a breakthrough. But then the Holy Spirit gives us divine revelation at the moment about a certain condition, about a certain thing that needs to be dealt with. And as we release that word, that word of knowledge, that word of wisdom into the situation, we see that there's breakthrough which happens and the person suddenly gets delivered after a battle of, you know, us struggling and trying to figure out what happens. So the Holy Spirit is there to partner us regardless of what ministry you are in. Some of you might be called into... Uh, you know, the business world, for example, right? And you, you are called to be finan- uh, kingdom, kingdom finances. And God is going to give you divine strategies, uh, and Holy Spirit will give you divine strategies on how you should, uh, how you should tailor your business and how, and how you should package the business. And, and you're going to see your business prospering, and, and with that, you're going to be a blessing to the kingdom of God, Right? And some of you could be teachers in your school and you need divine strategies on how to get through to your students. And the Holy Spirit is the one that gives us that idea and gives us the creativity and to be able to do those things and to fulfill God's mandate for our lives. Hallelujah. And so, He is going to open doors this season, church. As you understand that His strategies are the best strategies. And as you start to seek Him, for the right strategies, He will open doors and the gospel is going to continue to spread. New disciples are going to be made. The kingdom of God is going to advance. Amen? Praise you, Jesus. Lord, we uh, want to move on to the, next, to the next point right now, point number six. The Holy Spirit helps us walk in holiness and avoid the traps of the enemy, which would derail our mission. Now, this is a very important point, church. You know, we can be caught up with the work of God. We can be doing the work of God. We can be empowered by the, uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit, doing signs, wonders, and miracles. And sometimes, we fail to realize that in all these things that we are doing, the enemy has started to lay traps. We have seen recently of how certain uh, men of God have fallen from grace. And we know that just as much as we started well, God wants us to end well. And the only way that you and I, we are going to end well, and we are going to run the race and finish well, is if we rely on the grace and the power of the Holy Spirit to keep us in this walk of holiness, to keep us 
uh, to keep our hearts in check, to show us if there's any way in us that needs to be dealt with, any hindrance in us which is displeasing to God that, that has given a legal right or, or uh, an open door to the enemy. And so the Holy Spirit alone is our one resource in being able to walk out the Christian life, being empowered to live the holy life. We started our journey in, in faith, we received salvation by faith through grace, by the Holy Spirit. At the same time, many of us, we start in grace, but we choose to walk in our own strength. But today, God is saying, no, child of God, you need to depend on the power of the Holy Spirit. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3 says this, His divine power has given us everything we need to live a holy life. Hallelujah. Everything you need. You and I, we lack nothing. You know, yesterday I was running a seminar and I was telling, I was telling them that, um, you know, very often we are quick to say this. You know, when we keep failing, right, we brush it aside and we say we are only human. We are only human. But the Bible tells us in 2 Peter chapter 1 that you and I, we have everything we need through the divine power of the Holy Spirit to live a, to, to live a perfect life. And that's what it means when it says that you and I, we are new creations and we are partakers of the divine nature. And so, brothers and sisters, as you take this journey, as I take this journey, Satan is going to try and tempt us and to make us fall into sin and to destroy God's plans for, for, his, for the expansion of His kingdom. He's going to do whatever it takes. He knows our weaknesses, so He's going to come and target us in those areas. And so, in, in, in knowing this, we need to have this intimate walk with the Holy Spirit. Uh, and and, the, and, and the, leading, the leading of the Holy Spirit in every step of the way as we take this journey is the only thing that is going to keep us from falling into the pits and the traps of the enemy. The Holy Spirit is going to be like our radar, right? He's going to point out the traps as we build this intimacy with Him. And, he, and He's going to empower you to overcome temptation, to overcome sin, to overcome your weaknesses because He brings with Him the divine nature which you and I are now a partaker of. Okay? So knowing the Holy Spirit is our one resource. And, and those were the six points. Now I'm going to go to, to the take-homes for today. Knowing the Holy Spirit is our one resource, we need, and that we need to fully depend on Him. Let us look at some of these take-homes. Number one, we need church to encourage ourselves, to discipline ourselves, to spend time developing intimacy with the Holy Spirit. It's something that is so very important. You know, I'm someone who likes watching Catherine Kuhlman, and um, some of you might find her eccentric. Initially, when I started watching her, I started watching her, I found her a bit eccentric. But you see, when she speaks about her relationship with the Holy Spirit, it was with such intimacy that is something that I, I, be, I begin to wonder, is this even possible? But as I started to, to, to take this journey myself, and as I started to press in, I started to realize that the Holy Spirit Himself wants to have real deep, intimate walk and relationship with us. And that's the kind of, um, 
of, of God we have. You know, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14 says this, and we know this, uh, this is used commonly um, as, as the, in the benediction, right? What, what does it say? It says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, and it ends with saying, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do with you and me. He wants to commune with us. He wants to do life with us. He wants to have this intimate relationship with us. And so this morning, the first take-home, let us realign our understanding of the Holy Spirit, our one resource, that He is not just a source of power. You know, many of us have this concept in our mind, He's just a source of power. No, He's not just a source of power. The Holy Spirit is the third person of God. And He desires to have this sweet communion with you and I. So may I challenge us? Go and start reading some books about the Holy Spirit. Read and start reading Scripture about the Holy Spirit. Understanding how He works with man. And, and as I mentioned earlier, the book of Acts is a great place to start. To see how the Holy Spirit really works and, and it's very interested in all aspects of our life. And, and as we renew our understanding of the Holy Spirit... And as we start pressing in, we will, feel, we, will, we will be able to feel His presence with us at all times. And this deep intimacy is going to drive us in being able to fulfill the plan of God for our lives. The second take-home is this. We need to learn to recognize His voice and start responding in obedience. That's right. Learn to recognize His voice and start responding in obedience. You know, the ability to hear the voice of God, the voice of the Holy Spirit, is not just something that we, um, you know, we feel that prophets, for example, can do. Prophets, yes, they have a prophetic gift and they are given certain specific kind of revelation which God wants to release to the church. That we know. But every believer is called to be able to hear and recognize the voice of God, the voice of the Holy Spirit. And you are able to do this because His Spirit has come and connected Himself with your spirit. And the way to do this, church, is to tune out the flesh and to start just, uh, just, start just quietening ourselves and, and sitting be before Him in stillness and start practicing to learn to, uh, to recognize His voice. You know, very often when we pray, it's always one-sided. You know, we pray, we pray, we pray, and then we say in Jesus' name, Amen, and then we are gone. But earlier we read the words about Him wanting to have communion with us, fellowship with us. And when we do fellowship, if just one person is speaking and the other is not speaking, that's not fellowship, right? And if you want to have fellowship with the Holy Spirit, we must take time to still ourselves and be able to hear what He wants us to do. And uh, as we do this, this is where we spoke about, you know, wanting to know our calling earlier, for example, right? He will lead us and He will confirm our calling. He will, he will give us divine strategies and connections. You know, He will start uh, showing us areas in our lives that we need to set right with Him, right? Uh, he will start showing us uh, the people that He wants us to get connected with and speak to. And, and may I encourage you, practically, and I, I, I have encouraged others to do this, and some of them have started doing this, and they've given me testimonies that it really works. If you could take a journal and start journaling what the Holy Spirit says. As you journal what the Holy Spirit says to you, as you journal what God speaks to you daily, 
you would start to get a lot more confident in being able to recognize God's voice. And over time, you're going to uh, be able to, to know the difference between your own voice in your head and the voice of the Holy Spirit as you journal. Because the things that you journal are going to be confirmed over time. And you will know, oh, I, I recorded this as coming from God and sure enough, it's being fulfilled right now. And so you know that it's coming from God and, and you start to get confident, confident in your ability to hear the voice of God. And that's where that intimacy grows and God can start using you in greater ways. The third take-home is this. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill us afresh daily with, with God's love, power, and boldness. You know, brothers and sisters, we have fresh assignments every day. Every day, God has a new assignment for you. And Paul exhorted the early church to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. And so, so we need this fresh anointing, this fresh infilling every day for the specific tasks that God has given us for the day. So don't just keep relying on uh, an infilling that you had maybe, you know, uh, uh, six months ago at a meeting, right? But every day, you don't need to be in a special meeting. You don't need to be in a large church for you to receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit. You can press in yourself. You can, you, you can ask God to fill you where you are in your room. And every day, He would come and He would encounter you and, and, and He would fill you with His love. Specifically, ask to be filled with love. Ask God to, to soften our hearts against uh, the hard-heartedness that we have. You know, the Apostle Paul, as I was reading, when, when he went to Athens, the Bible says that he was deeply troubled by the idolatry which he saw around him. He was deeply troubled. Are we troubled? Are we troubled with the idolatry we see around us? Are we troubled by the sin that we see around us? Or have we blinded ourselves and, 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 and closed our eyes and become numb to it? You know, we watch movies which, with all kinds of sexual content and sometimes we even can smile when these things happen because we have become so... so um, part of the world rather than being separated from the world. The Bible says we are in this world, but we, we, while we are in this world, we are not of the world. We are called to be set apart. And so, as we ask the Holy Spirit to, to fill us afresh with love and to fill us afresh with His power and boldness, and this is where we will start to see that the enablement comes for us to fulfill the mission that God has for us daily. The final point is this. Ask the Holy Spirit to confirm your calling and give you divine strategies as you start taking steps of faith. Start seeking God's plans for your lives with all your heart. Start seeking God's plans today, church. Knowing that you have that one resource. You and I, we have that one resource that is going to give us all that we need in being successful. So as you start your journey, you already know that victory is yours, victory is mine. We are not starting our journey from a, from a position of, of possibly gaining victory. We already know that victory is ours as long as we fully surrender and allow the Holy Spirit to come and work with us. He is going to start uh, giving us divine strategies. He is going to start showing us how to walk out His calling in our lives. And He is going to start to empower us to be a blessing to many people. So it is my prayer, church, that this morning you have been stirred 
in your spirits. And you and I, we will start to press in for deeper intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Wherever you are this morning, would you stand up right now? May I encourage you to stand to your feet. This morning, if you're someone watching and you have heard this message and you have yet to encounter the Holy Spirit and God in, in the ways that I've just described, and you want a deeper intimacy with the Holy Spirit, and you want to, uh, to know how the Holy Spirit can work in your lives, and you want to experience the love of the Holy Spirit in a greater way, may I encourage you, God is a God who, is, who, who, who doesn't differentiate between people, right? Some of us might feel we are not worthy, but I want to tell you today, none of us are worthy. The Holy Spirit is given to us by the grace of God alone. And this encounter is for every believer. Whatever state of, uh, in, in your life you are in at the moment, God wants to encounter you and He wants to pour out His love into your life. He wants to pour out His boldness into your life. He wants to pour out His, uh, his empowerment and the gifts into your life. He wants to confirm your calling. He wants to give you divine strategies. And He wants to lead you every step of the way so that you can become successful in all you do and bring glory to His name. So if you are such a person and you feel, yes, God, I want, I want this, in your quiet time, ask God to touch you with the Holy Spirit. Ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to encounter you. Ask the Holy Spirit to, to reveal His person to you so that you can know Him in a, in, in a deeper way. And trust me, church, God will honor your prayer. God will honor your request. You will start to see shifts happening. You will start to see yourself having the breakthroughs that you are seeking for. And today is the day. Don't, don't procrastinate this. And perhaps you are someone who has yet to know Jesus. And you have heard this message today. And I want you to know this. Wherever you are, Jesus wants to encounter you. Jesus loves you very much. Jesus came and he, he gave His life to save you and to save me from our sins. And not just to save us from our sins, He came to give us the abundant life. And today, He has given us the Holy Spirit to not just make us new people, but to allow us to live a victorious life, a meaningful life. Because God Himself has come and He Himself has done everything that He needed. And on the cross, He said, it is finished, child of God. It is finished. Would you just receive the abundant life, the resurrected life, which Jesus has to offer today? Let us close in prayer now. Father, I thank You so much. I thank You for my brothers and sisters. I thank You, Lord, for today. Your message has come to us and I pray that, Lord, you will continue stirring up a great desire in our hearts to have intimacy with you, Holy Spirit. That we would press in like never before, that we would not, not settle for anything less than, than, Lord, a deep, intimate walk with you, God. Father, whatever notion that anyone has that we are not good enough to receive this today, Lord, I just come against it in Jesus' name, Father, that we would come to a point where we recognize that it is by grace alone we receive this amazing fellowship with you. We thank you, God, for your empowerment. We thank you, God, for, Lord, for calling us with a holy calling. We thank you, God, that in all of our lives, Lord, you have set us apart for, for amazing work, Lord, that you want us to do. 
Father, I pray that in our hearts today that there will be a fire which blazes like never before. And Lord, that we will start to feel rivers of living water flow through our lives. And Lord, pour out of us, Father, that as we, as we start to realign our hearts with you, God, then as we start to get clarity of the vision and mission that you, that you have given us, Lord, that as we start to walk in faith, Father, we know we are going to see amazing signs, wonders, and miracles happening. We are going to see many lives being transformed and people coming to Jesus Christ, Father. Father, for those of us who are struggling in our work and our issues with our family and, and uh, having issues of, of, of depression and anxiety, Lord, and, uh, and, and struggling, Father, with condemnation, Father, today I pray for healing. I pray for restoration. I pray, Lord, for, for divine encounters. I pray, Father, that, that they would be able to recognize their true identity in Christ Jesus this morning, that, that, Lord, the love of God would fill them again, and, Father, that they would have a fresh encounter with you. We thank you, O oh God, that you are such a good God, such an amazing Abba Father, such a wonderful God. We praise you, Lord. We worship you. There is none like you, Lord. You are so amazing, God. Father, we love you, Lord, and we just want to thank you for today. And may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you and I, we may abound in all hope. Church, thank you for joining us today. I pray that you have been blessed. So have a wonderful week ahead, and God bless you.